If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 402 for July 16th, 2019. Uh, Coming up live from Studio C. Yes, we have a new permanent professional, lovely set for the podcast. So if you're watching on video or you'd like to start watching on video, it'll be much, much prettier to look at than the broom closet that we've been wedged into for the last few months. But uh, coming up on this week's show, we've got some Final Fantasy VII remake news that Xbox fans will want to hear, plus a new first-person shooter from one of the co-creators of Master Chief at Bungie, plus uh, the creative director of The Division 2 is bandying about an idea for a single-player Division spinoff. Uh, no smoking will be happening in Gears of War. We'll explain that. And a whole lot more coming up on Podcast Unlocked, episode 402. Podcast Unlocked. All right, we'll see if we can get all the kinks worked out in week one. Was that volume not loud enough? Because next week, I can always turn up the master volume some more. It was fine. Because somebody, last... somebody messed with this laptop, <laughs> so the master volume oh, was man. down. In the, yeah, our own in, laptop? In the last... This, this uh, is the same laptop we had in the closet. Yeah, it's yeah. All, everything's all chaotic, but we're figuring it out, but we're here. We're in... This is Studio C. What's cool about this is uh, just in this studio space, there are three sets. So we are sitting yeah. in one of three sets. Uh, where the camera is behind the camera, there is uh, the IGN Now set, which looks really cool. And then there is a, uh, to our left, there is a, uh, a, a ver- yeah, vertical like scroll wall for I social even, media I didn't stuff. even see that over there until yeah. just right now. So that, that should be pretty cool. One goal that I've worked towards is implementing uh, a stream deck so that all the show leads can actually sort of produce their own show the way that they want. It's in its infancy right now, but hopefully that evolves. Yay, thank you, Dustin. So yeah, bear with us through any little uh, little hiccups here and there, but we're very happy to be in this new space. Finally, I said we couldn't get it done for episode 400, but we <laughs> close. It's 402. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, Dustin Legary. Uh, thank you, as always, for your technical support and just you know spearheading all the video operations 
of the podcast, this podcast for sure. Yeah, no problem. And Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Hey, Always I'm, good to see you. I'm back. You're back. It's been a while. It's been a little while. Been a minute. Yeah. Uh, it's been several minutes since we've seen Mark Medina. I'm, I'm so back. happy to see you. <laughs> Yay, yeah. Uh, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic. Yeah, I haven't been to the IGN office. Well, I, I cheated a little, so... We left for E3. When was E3? I don't even remember. Uh, a month, uh, over, a little over a month ago. But now. I, 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 I worked exactly. up until E3, and then I left. We were in LA for eight days, something yeah. like that. Uh, and I stopped into the IGN office for like just to grab a few things. Yep. So that was technically the last time I was in the IGN office was the day after I got back from E3, and now it's been four weeks since. And yeah. I, I walked back in yesterday, and it feels. It's awesome to be back. You feel <laughs> good, physically, you feel good. Everything. Good? Yeah, yeah. No, I feel fantastic. Yeah, I, I've been working, uh, but a little hint about working from home. Working from home is very fun because you never have to go anywhere and you get to just <laughs> do your work. But there's nothing to transition you from working from home to just being at home. Yeah. So after three straight weeks of it, you start to get a little crazy because you're like, <laughs> okay. Am I done working? And you're like, I don't want to sit here anymore. Like, this is where my video games, I don't. So then you just like go and do weird. You just drive somewhere. Like, you don't know how to, where it's like at the IGN office, you do your work. Yeah. And then you get in your car, you drive home and now you're home. Yeah. So it starts to wear on you a little bit. I don't know how remote workers do it constantly, but I, I assume they get used to it. Yeah, I think <laughs> you learn like tricks to freshen up your space. Like I did sure. freelance for a while, and like it's a matter of like delegating spaces or like yeah. looks of spaces. So it's like you can just change up how things are on your desk. It's like all right, this is work mode versus <laughs> this is play mode. So like then you think, have like I think a that's like yeah. If it if it was like a permanent thing, I think I would like probably get a whole new desk. And it's like, that's my work desk. This is, but when you're, it's temporary, you just use, you're on your gaming computer editing videos. And then you're like, premiere off, video game on. And you're just still there. And you're like, this is weird. But no, I'm, I'm super happy to be back. Yeah, I saw back. the studios for the first time yesterday. Uh, I heard they named this one after me. C is short for Mark. It uh, doesn't make any sense, but uh, that's Studio what I was told. Uh, from Mark Medina. Yeah, Mark, and that's Mark with a K, too. I know, that's I was going to say, like, it's not even M-A-R-C. doesn't make sense. <laughs> but no, uh, it's great, and I'm happy to see I missed everybody. So we I'm, missed you. Yeah, and I missed being on the podcast, too. Hi, everybody. I'm back. And we can see you. They can see us. Yeah. We're here. If you choose to. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but we've got plenty to get to this week. Real quick, I wanted to mention, if you are curious about Call of Duty Modern Warfare's multiplayer... Uh, they they uh, took the duct tape off my mouth from I, I actually got I got to go to I was at Infinity Ward before E3 yeah uh, as part of Judges Week seeing some multiplayer stuff and the, I got the single player presentation too that I'd already written about and they they showed off and let us talk about one of the modes which is called Gunfight and I, I'll let you go watch the video if you just type in Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare Gunfight IGN you'll find our our content for that but um, just the to contextualize it for halo fans it's kind of like a 2v2 version of halo 5's breakout but with the rules of halo 2's fiesta mode so it's a random set of weapons but everybody has the same set of weapons so Mm -hmm. it's a level playing field every round the weapons change everybody's got the same loadout 2v2 super quick 40 second timer on the round this i had a blast with it Super fun. So uh, there's gameplay. There's there's impressions with myself and James Duggan, which well, is actually shot in Studio B at the bar set, yeah. which is also super cool. Let's go. 
<laughs> yeah, we have a we have an everything you need to know up that you you helped us write, yes. Ryan. And uh, shout out to Courage for allowing us to use this footage. Yes. In that feature, thank you very much. Nice guy. And uh, yeah, and then you also did your impression. So th those are the features we have live currently. Yeah, really, and I really am sold on that mode. It looks like gunfights. I'm fun. Yeah. So really good. jealous. Yeah. We yeah. only got to see that like theater presentation in E3. I was like, where's the rest of it? Well, you will get yeah. to see more. So yeah. they, they already said there will be on August 1st at 10 a.m. Pacific, a multiplayer live stream reveal. So uh, we should have that for you on IGN. Just stick, you know, you watch on any of our channels is, is the plan. Yeah, they streamed. There. I watched their stream for like an hour and I was like, oh my God, like I want this so bad. And, and the, the thing that was, I used to play, I used to throw, um, Halo 3, like, land parties at my house. Yes. Because uh, I love Halo 3. Um, and uh, with Gunfight, because it's only 2v2, I'm, like, instantly, I'm, like, texting my friend. I'm, like, when this comes out and we get our hands on it, like, we're doing something in my apartment. 2v2. Oh, yes. And we're just going to play Gunfight all night. Because it mm -hmm. looks so fun. I hope they have private lobbies. I, I assume they will, like, custom games. And it's, like, I want to just, like, just because... That's how they were playing. Mm -hmm. It was two. It was like uh, TP and, and Courage versus two other guys. Yeah. And it was just like they were able to smack talk each other. and Syndicate. like Yeah. And then, yeah. and then they were just like, <laughs> they were just like, they were playing with snipers. And then they're like, hey, no scopes, no scopes. And then <laughs> yeah. they were just like doing stuff like that. And I'm like, I want that. That's so how bad. I play. Because we yeah. used to do that stuff. We used to play Halo and we'd be like, yes. we'd be like swords only or yep. rocket launchers yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's what I want. And this, this mode has me sold. Yeah. I, it was funny watching that stream. Like, it was like, oh, I know where that is. That's that's it. They were playing at Infinity Ward because that's the exact mm -hmm. same space <laughs> that I played in. Oh, nice. And it was the same thing where it was it was cool. All the all, a bunch of the the Infinity Ward developers were standing yeah. behind us watching us play because mm -hmm. we were probably at that point. This was May, mm -hmm. uh, probably some of the first external people to to play the game to play yeah. multiplayer. So they wanted to see what was up. But yeah, we were hooting and hollering and having a great time. So uh, yeah, can't wait to see that mode, and we'll see more modes on August. First, uh, and then the other quick note I have is again our IGN first game, basically our cover story for the month of July is Control, which is a game I've been super jazzed about for a while. And uh, we got the first thirteen minutes up. There's an unbelievably good preview by Joe Scrubbles. Uh, I he <laughs> that guy is I love that guy. He's so <laughs> I wish he was here working with us every day rather mm. than being like eight hours in the future in the UK. I wish I got to see him more, but man, he does good stuff. He's got a final preview. It's like seven or eight minutes long, super comprehensive. Check that out if you're interested in Control, and we'll have uh, more coverage as the month goes on. Control looks dope. Yes, looks so good. It's out. The game's out in six weeks. It's coming up. And I'm like, so excited. And, and that game kind of marks the unofficial start of the fall season because now mm. that it's sort of crept just that very end, August 28th, you know, very end of August, like that's sort of when it, you know, Madden's always been the unofficial mm -hmm. kickoff, but that yeah. game's out in July now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm like, okay, Madden, no, you're not the start of the fall season anymore since you're out in July, but. Control feels yeah. like it's going to be a nice send off for summer. It's like the last yes. thing we get to play, last thing to set down before the craziness of fall yeah. happens. So it'll yeah, be cool. For sure. Uh, well, what, was the, what was the quantum? Quantum, quantum break, break was, was the their last one. I love that game. Yeah. yeah. That game's great. It's, you know, it, it was, it had its flaws, but sure. I, and I, I still okay. think it, it was really good. It was super fun to play. The TV show bit was a little. I, 
I actually like I like, I, I did. I like how I much did they not. like TV. I know. This is like, like a whole can, other podcast right I know, here. Right? I mean, if we want to talk about them, it's just you can tell how much they love TV when you play their games mm-hmm. and just like the goofiness with TV. Oh, yeah, like in Alan Wake, games. how there's like the little fake TV show. Yeah, and, there was this weird, creepy TV show when I was playing Control 83 that I found, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, tell me most because it's terrifying. It's yeah. these weird puppets. I will say, we got to see. Cool stuff, <laughs> we got so. to see live action Sean Ashmore, and he is. That's a beautiful man. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good human. He, he was in our studio at E3, and I was, I was like standing right next to him, and I'm like, he's even more beautiful in person. It's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful man. He's a handsome fellow. Yeah. Ryan, so you do these, sorry, production hat Destin is <laughs> appearing for a second. So you do these little sound things, and uh, what I've done is I've added just a still unlock logo, <laughs> and I'm going to develop separate intros for this, but I thought a fun thing for yeah? the unlock listeners is maybe we could do like a fan week. Because fans actually design the sounds, right? Mm-hmm. These, yeah, oh yeah, these these yeah. bumpers, all these things that you hear if you're listening on the audio version, yeah. they come in from uh, the community. So if you guys uh, want to send something into what's the email again? Unlocked, Unlocked at ign.com. If you guys want to send a fun like a uh, transitional video or something, we can do like a fan week before I can actually do the real ones. And uh, <laughs> I don't, I was just thinking about it because I always just do a dumb dance or whatever, and now I just have a still logo. And just production-wise, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll see if people want to try try and do like a fan week and Could be do fun. a little video fun idea. to go along yeah. with the jingle. I like that. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. All right. Have well, a new idea by the next segment. Speaking, I, every segment, I want a new idea from Destin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm really excited about the new set. It's just That's like cool. all these new like visual things that we can do. And uh, yeah, like I was messing it around in here with Skype, but that's another... That's just Destin's brain. <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of the uh, those audio bumpers, let's do another one now. We'll do the news. There's plenty to talk about. All right, there it is. Uh, let's start with arguably the biggest news story of the past week as it pertains to the world of Xbox. Final Fantasy VII Remake. It was, uh, it's been hotly anticipated by many, many people. It's, it's a full remake of one of the most beloved games of all time. Uh, I didn't have a PS1, so this, I, like, I don't, I don't have any problem with FF7 Remake, but this was just not in my, sort of, it's not in my uh, uh, vernacular, as it were. But, you know, this game won... You know, I, I don't matter. The thing is, it matters. This game matters to so many people. It won Best in Show at the at E3 for the Game Critics Awards, which is where all that's the, the sort of official awards where all the outlets vote. Um, we didn't vote for Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it's okay. It's fair that it won, won fair oh, yeah, and square. Sure. Um, it is definitely now seemingly for sure, probably... Wow, very uh, concrete right? answer. <laughs> Not coming Maybe. to Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. So in a statement to IGN, Square Enix said, as previously announced, Final Fantasy VII Remake will be released for PlayStation 4 on March 3rd, 2020. We have no plans for other platforms. Mm-hmm. So it's a fairly clear-cut denial. Now, if you're wondering, well, wait, is this news at all? Yeah, you have to go back in time a good several years to when it was originally announced before they stopped, before they just started over on development. And they had at the time indicated that it was a timed exclusive, that it would come to PS4 first, but that Xbox would get it later. That appears to no longer be the case. Well, and this, this all got sparked up because a social video came out and the social video said Xbox in it, Yes, which they then took the video down and were like, that was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It's PlayStation only. Yeah. Why? Um, Why? Makes, Makes no sense. 
I, I don't. Their partnership with Sony. No. I don't know. So Wait. you, you I said we had finally moved past that. Yeah. Really yeah. Right. Off, but just no. I like. I don't know. Like the only thing that comes to mind is the fact that Sony uh, said very recently within the last month that they're going to start trying to acquire studios again, kind of doing what Microsoft is doing now. It, yeah. And so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, maybe they're just using something. It means they care about exclusives. So they're using that cash. Well, they always have. They've yeah. been doing these uh, third party, you know, yeah. deal like with extra content, you know, it's Destiny just weird because kingdom hearts came to Xbox. That, that was yeah. my big thing too. Yeah. Like we've had final fantasy 15. We have kingdom hearts three. Why didn't, Suddenly, not Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, still don't have Final Fantasy Fourteen. Much to the chagrin of, yeah. you know what, Destin. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it's something on the Sony side. Maybe it's not necessarily Square because Final Fantasy Seven was originally a PlayStation exclusive. Right, maybe but there's the, something the, that the port for Final Fantasy Seven is on Xbox. <laughs> so it's like mm. if they could do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I the only theory that I can come up with without having Sony or Square sitting in front of me, uh, uh, you know, an executive to to grill, is that I wonder if when development did start over, right. if then if maybe at that point, you know, the, Sony was somehow involved. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we still, you know, okay, this isn't this hasn't been going how you guys want. We really want to see this come out. Will will mm-hmm. bank will help bankroll it, mm-hmm. yeah. and then and so maybe as a condition, you know, if that's the yeah, case, like death strand, right? A condition of that is okay. Well, it's going to be a PS4 exclusive, so I don't know. Like they're that's, possibly like co-publishing, or, or I'm not even saying of, that. Just like just just you know helping fund the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's again it's just a theory, and I, I you know I'm totally spitballing that, but I just can't think of another good reason. It's too bad because just like Miranda said, like I, I don't, unless it's a, a, a studio owned by that company, it kind of sucks when things don't come out for everything. More people playing Final Fantasy VII Remake is, is better than less people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you see that with a lot of different games. It's like, well, hopefully eventually in a few years, maybe it'll come to these other systems that people want to play them on. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those people who kind of just tries to have every system at all possible. So sure. Like, I'll play this when it comes out on the PS4, PS5, who knows where it's going to be on. Um, yeah. But or where I'll play it, but it's like a bummer because again, like we're coming back to like the Kingdom Hearts three. Like that was my thing is saying, okay, finally I can just like have all of my you know Square games that I really care about on my Xbox, yeah. or I would rather play them. Um, and I only played Final Fantasy seven like two years ago <laughs> because I also didn't have a PlayStation one when it came out. And right, I got a PlayStation two super late. And you might so, have been in kindergarten at that. I was also really small when it came out. <laughs> Um, but I've like really enjoyed my time with it. I'm like super yeah. stoked for this and for it to not be an Xbox is a huge bummer, which just is echoing a sentiment further. So. Just, just trying to think, you know, like a, the way the industry works. I, I wonder if there is a, I'm just trying to think of an optimistic reason, uh, something optimistic to say to Xbox fans. Maybe this, the way this the statement is worded. Timed. Yeah. Maybe the way, the way this statement is worded, no That's, plans that maybe, you know, March 5th, twenty. Is that what it was? March 3rd, 2020. Okay, well, guess what's not out yet? PS5 or Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be a, <laughs> a re, not a remake of the remake, but like a, you know, a definitive a edition, edition yeah. a, you know, a, a port up of this remake there's a for, good for chance, the new consoles. There's a good chance they're just not allowed to say that's entirely uh-huh. Xbox. That's, yeah, and that's how that slipped into that video is because it's very likely it could happen. They're just not allowed to say. They have to mm-hmm. say, like, that's part of Sony's deal is that they're only allowed to say it's coming to PlayStation because then people will wait 
where well, like, to buy it, where instead they'll be like, well, I'll get also, it on PlayStation because I have to. The systems aren't announced, so they can't say that they're coming to those because we don't know what those are yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't talking about the new ones. I was talking about well, no, just, well, just that, Xbox in general. Retailers have to have. Yes. You can't hide. You can't just hide SKUs of the game. Right. Regardless right. of a marketing oh, arrangement. Well, I don't, but yeah, I, don't I think th- Moran, I don't, well, Moran's I still going to do it. So, so I was like, all right, let's put our hats on. Let's be like a little silly. And, let's be Detective um, Pikachu's. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so when I was reading through this, I was like, okay, so as previously announced, Final Fantasy VII Remake will be released on the PlayStation 4 on March 3rd, 2020. Okay. Yes. We yes, know that. Yeah. We have no plans for other platforms. That's like a pretty flat statement as far as like other PR speakers we've heard. It's like, we can't comment on anything else at this time. We don't yeah. have anything mm-hmm, else. Yeah. Seems um, like PlayStation. But other platforms as far as platforms that currently exist, if they were just going for that, as we were saying, <laughs> if they don't want to talk about next gen because we're going to get more next year, then maybe they just can't say anything about it. And so they have no other plans for current gen platforms except for the PS4 on March 2020. So that's gotcha. why I was like, you know, <laughs> I, I feel bad because a lot of these big games that I'm really excited for, I almost don't want to get them when they come out on current gen system. I know <laughs> which what you mean. Why I, said, I don't know which yeah. one I want to play We talked on. about that after yeah. E3 with Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. like, well, Cyberpunk, thankfully, like, compatibility forward with the Xbox. But, yeah, but, like if I had, yeah, if I had more willpower and also this wasn't my job, yeah. I, I would try to just wait Is it, six months or eight months to play. Because well, you have to assume <laughs> Death Stranding, Cyberpunk, Last of Us doesn't have a release date, but if it comes out before PS5, you have to assume that those are all getting PlayStation 5 yes. Scarlet Ports. Yes. And it's like, yeah, I, I definitely see. <laughs> uh, also, I'm reminded of a little game called No Man's Sky. That yes. was published. By I was going to say that, but you guys kept talking. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll say Publish. it now, Destin. Go, go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So No Man's Sky, we were told that that would never come to Xbox. Like it is not coming to Xbox, period. Sean Murray told us that. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, not that long later, a few years, uh, it one did year. come to It was Xbox. one year, wasn't it? I think it was one or two years. Yeah. I think I believe it was. Yeah. One or two. It was like, yeah, it was close to the anniversary of its release, yeah. probably no by Ma- contractual agreement. No Man's Sky next comes out on Xbox mm-hmm. a really, really fantastic version of No Man's Sky. A lot of fun. And uh, yeah. And it was published actually by 505 mm-hmm. games, whereas the original version was uh, published by published Sony. By like, Sony like when you on turn on No Man's Sky, it says Sony yeah. PlayStation. All that and now it's so, yeah, there was actually sort of a different business arrangement there yeah it was very weird to see that game make the leap because like in so many people's mind that was a playstation game and now it's on xbox and it's like so if if that game can do it i don't see why this game couldn't but for the time being looks like no go uh for final fantasy 7 remake boo uh on the xbox one itself yeah, yeah. Just same with same with PC maybe. as well. It says no PC ports, and maybe. a lot of people play Final Fantasy 15 on PCs. Yeah, maybe this will be a goofy thing where we get this first game because they said they don't know how many games this is going to be. Oh like, yeah, like there's like the whole confusion with that. Maybe we'll get the first one just on PS4, but the, all the rest will be on everything else. <laughs> That'd be nice. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who maybe. really knows? That happened with Kingdom Hearts, right? You get yeah. if you yep. well, you get Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 3, which makes no sense if you're if you only play on Xbox and you haven't played Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? <laughs> so, yeah. it, it's there's the precedent knows, is there. Who knows what will happen in our gaming futures? <laughs> I know what's happening tomorrow. Do tell. Gears 5, right, Mark? I'm so excited. That's, that's what I've heard. You guys, heard. I have oh, Thursday, yeah. Friday, and Monday off for comp days from all of the travel I've been doing. Nice. And I'm just, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs>
That's yeah. from the Gears game. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still Good. check that out. Mark reminded yeah. me this morning, and I'm like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. I came in this morning. I'm like, Gears tomorrow. It's tomorrow? Clear your I thought it was tomorrow. the weekend. It's, no, it's the middle it of the week? tomorrow. Oh, then wait. Oh, since I work here, I'm allowed to play it during work hours. Yeah, sure. you are. As your, <laughs> as your boss, I say you're allowed to. Go for it. Wow, Mark, a lot you, changed while I know, you were I'm gone. A nice guy. Are you like our shadow I'm, boss? I'm like, I'm like the lead of it. Yeah. Is that why I the was studio's sick. named after you? That's, that's exactly why. That's Of course, guys. It's always been me. <laughs> oh, man. July no, 17th. That, uh, man, I can't wait for that. I didn't really. Yeah, I, I had it in my head that it was the weekend. So that, I'm so happy that it's tomorrow <laughs> now. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Take that, Final Fantasy. Yeah. 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 What Destin said. They're um, like basically the same game. I know, right? Apples <laughs> yeah, to apples. Totally. You see the hair. Uh, let's move on here. <laughs> Marcus Leto, who is the uh, uh, one of the old school Bungie folks. Um, in, in, I don't know if they still do this at Bungie, but they used to. They used to have people broken up into, or just if you'd been there a certain amount of time, you were like an elder or an ancient. Like oh, a, yeah. And uh, I think Marcus Leto might have been one of the ancients. He was there for a very, very long time. If IGN had that, what would that make you, Ryan? Um, I don't know. Whatever seven years is. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, like, Destin and I would be about the same thing. Yeah? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, a little longer. Been here a little longer than me. Like, not much. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I did start before you. I forgot. Because yeah. I remember your first day you did VO. And I was like, this guy's not very good. No. <laughs> oh, how dare you? Oh. Totally joking. Totally well, except joking. you're not. The the first review I did for IGN yeah. was Steel Battalion Line oh, of Contact, the Connect version, the Connect mm. game, oh, where no. it used the it, it was one of the few games that did a hybrid. Where you like use the controller, but also did gesture stuff with the Connect. Oh, really? Dear and God. I remember uh, like the listening to my VO for that video review some time later after mm. I'd really settled in here. <laughs> If you want to hear how terrible I was when I at VO when I first started here, go look at that review or listen you're, to it. You're like Bad. one of our best narrators. Though. Well, yeah. you're uh, kind yeah. to say that, but it, it, yeah, yeah, when I it was not the case. Yeah, because I really there's a certain there's just like a weird art to being to doing the VO stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say I'm you know some, but I'm just in the sense of I learned that I have to it, I have to seem like I'm kind of over enunciating, and yeah. then it comes out normal. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to put in a it's lot. More than just reading get. words on a page. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. Anyway. And this sounds way harder than that. <laughs> uh, welcome it's, to IGN. It takes uh, more practice. So scenes. I've been here three and a half years. So I'm like a kamikaze grunt. I you know that works. I've been here almost five years. Getting close that's, to that. You know what five <laughs> years means though. What does that mean? Third week of vacation every year. Wait, really? For real? I'm, you didn't know that? I yeah, actually, that's right. Son Dang, of a. Okay, you, I didn't know that. Yeah, you get three weeks a year instead of two. You you reminded me I actually need to take a day off because I'm capped <laughs> on my vacation again. You see, well this yeah, you're a work. I say we just or break just, this yeah. section out as like what it's Why are we on vacation <laughs> right yeah. now? No, uh we're what still What do you think talking. I'm doing this weekend? <laughs> okay, back to Marcus Lido. He's yes, he'd been at Bungie for a long time, but now he's not. He's got a brand new studio. Uh V1 Interactive is the name of that studio and they uh Marcus and his team have a new first person shooter that they've teased. They've said the that they've got the name of it here and uh, a little tiny like 45 second teaser trailer. The game is called Disintegration. And by the way, one other thing, if you're still like, wait, who was Marcus Leto? Okay, he was at Bungie. He was the uh the original art director on Halo, but then he went on, he was the project lead, the project director on Halo Reach 
which I know will make a lot more people's ears perk up. I love Halo Reach. <laughs> a lot of people love Reach. So um, Disintegration is Marcus and, and his team's new, uh, new first-person shooter. It is described as a simply just a, a sci-fi first-person shooter. Uh, no other info yet. They're going to be doing a full unveil at Gamescom. Now, IGN is the exclusive broadcasting partner of Gamescom. So we have, uh, I think it's f- at least four hours of live show coverage every single day. So uh, we'll have a lot more on disintegration. I, I'm not being cheeky right now. Like, I haven't been pre- Like, I haven't seen anything on this game yet. So I, I am very eager to find out more. But the uh, trailer is like a jet with guns on it? Yeah, it's a bad teaser. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I mean, no, no, sorry, Marcus, if you're <laughs> listening, but it just, it's, it's, a, it's a pan around of a, like a gunship. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, this doesn't tell me anything about the game and doesn't really get me that excited about whatever it is, but... That's fine. It's just a teaser. We got the full unveiling coming up at Gamescom. Uh, the only other information we have right now is uh, because they didn't even technically announce platforms. For all we know, they might just say, to your point earlier, Miranda, they might say PC, and then maybe they can't say Scarlet or PS5. Later. And maybe it'll turn out to be that. Because uh, this game is going to release right in the window where it could go either way. So. Uh, it's being published by Take Two, and it's going to be out during their fiscal year 2021. But they specify during calendar year 2020, during their fiscal 2021, which means their fiscal year starts on April 1st. So this game is out sometime between April 1st of next year and December 31st of next year, which might be the the weirdest initial release window we've ever seen and not not that it's out in 2020 but it's out in the second three calendar (laughs) calendar uh quarters of 2020 uh so yeah this could end up being for all we know it could end up being a scarlet launch title it could be an xbox one game out in the spring or summer it you know it could be both (laughs) like maybe they might you know put it out on xbox one initially but then do a you know port up or a deluxe version on Scarlet later? I'm just curious see. about the game. I wonder if it's just like a first person futuristic like shoot 'em up. But I don't know. The ship looks cool. That's all we really have seen of it. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and it's called Disintegration. That. Yeah. It's a good name. It's a pretty it's brutal good. name. It's a good name. <laughs> a lot of syllables packed into that yeah. one name. <laughs> it's not called like it's not Halo. collaboration. Friendship. It's positive the positive word. In, in, integration. Yeah. 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 To, that would yeah. be an interesting yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, yes, but that'll be... I've definitely... Work together to better the world. <laughs> Pick up trash on the side of the road. I don't know. Recycling. That's, yeah. a, that's the plot Recycle of, of Gears 5, actually, guys. It's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, recycling and the and its first person shooter sequel, composting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, we'll we'll see more of disintegration in about one month's time. We're about we're just over a month out. There's from like simulators for everything. There's like old person simulator, house flipping simulator, computer repair. Why is there no garbage man simulator? I'm sure there is. Mark. Are you like, sure? You're not well, looking hard enough. Let's go, boys. We're gonna go find it and we're gonna play it. I mean, yeah, bu- I mean, Bus Simulator is no. a popular game. <laughs> right? So, like, if you, I want to pick up some yeah, garbage. You want to do, do the trash route? Yeah. And yeah, you gotta, why not? And, and, and it's a, you have to actually, you only get your achievements if you wake up at 
four o'clock in the actual morning yeah. to play it and do, you know, you got to do the, the early morning route. Yeah, and you there. start and you have the people like on the back that they have to get the trash and put it in. But eventually See, you can upgrade your truck to the automated Garbage ones. Man Simulator, City Economy. Really? <laughs> City it's Economy. a real thing? I'll see you guys. Hey, yeah. so how about that next news story, guys? <laughs> Is it a yeah. four-player co-op game where it's like <laughs> I hope maybe so. two drivers and then two guys on the back, two people on the yeah. back? And one of, and the drivers in VR. So, <laughs> video games Canada has you covered, Mark. It could be it, that could be a cool like that could be one of the coolest co-op games. I'm being serious now. I actually think that could be fun. What? <laughs> we have a video on our website of a game called Snakey Bus, where you drive a bus yeah, and it's like also it's, it's no, it's it's like well, as in like snake, as in like you oh. as you pick up passengers, your your bus gets longer. And then eventually you can run into your Snakey Bus should be a game. Million that's not as cool. Wow. Snakey Bus should be a game where you drive a bus full of snakes <laughs> and it's <laughs> like snakes on a plane. <laughs> and, yeah. and Samuel Jackson's on there. He's like, that's it. I'm tired of these, <laughs> <laughs> these snakes on the bus. <laughs> We're full of good ideas. This is this podcast is I did, awesome. okay. I played that game. See, I love snakes. You're They're on great. board now. Yeah, but not, not the trash. You like snakes? No. I drank coffee this morning. No? I haven't had Same. coffee in a month and a half. Wow. And uh, I drank it this morning, and I'm not Did supposed to. Did you shot at a cannon? Oh. No, I'm just, I'm not supposed to because, like, <gasps> like I absorb caffeine too fast. It's Why like did drinking. you do it? If I drink, I, I'll, I, I would apparently get drunk super fast. I don't drink anyway, so it doesn't matter. But anyways, I drink caffeine, and I am. Lying. Well, dude, why, dude, I am why, ready to go for not, a run. If you're not supposed to do it, don't do it. I wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to be <laughs> hyped for the podcasts. Oh, Okay, Bam! Sorry. But we That's love you just the way you are. <laughs> I don't care. But we don't need caffeinated Mark. No, yeah, yes, we do. Mark's fine. I mean, if okay. you're all grumpy, then you have a good time, and it's fine. <laughs> I'm good. I can't wait for the crash. Like, I'm just starting to fill oh, it. Man. I know. I think I'm supposed to be on Game Scoop later, and I'm just going to be like, hey. I'm just going to be all super crashed out. <laughs> be the best version of Mark Medina. The Game <laughs> Ninja Guide. <laughs> This, no, isn't, <laughs> this isn't like a weird cover for you're not like you're not on cocaine right now. Not at all. It's it is not caffeine. at all. Just uh, the uh, nitro cold brew from Starbucks. So, uh, that thing oh, is, you went hard on that caffeine thing is, too. That thing is <laughs> what raw. The heck? Let me tell you. Mark. Everyone in shadow me. box. <laughs> um, let's talk about a video game that I know the two gentlemen flanking me are very familiar with, which yes. is the Division Two. Mm-hmm. Julian Garrity is the creative director on the game. Um, he got a tweet from. A fellow game developer, the level director at Traveler's Tales Games, they make the Lego stuff, they do such a tremendous job on that series, Tim Spencer. And Tim Spencer wrote him and said, uh, on Twitter, also all right in public, I love the idea of a single-player narrative-driven spinoff of The Division, focusing on an agent trying to get home to their family after being sent to New York City during the uh, SHD blackout from the fall of D.C. The Last of Us meets The Division, and then... Julian Garrity quote tweeted him and said, thoughts, question mark, and just sort of threw it out to the community to uh, get their feedback. And I want to hear from you two gentlemen specifically, uh, since you know and love The Division, and what you think of this little brainstorm. I don't like the idea of spinning off and doing a separate delivery device for The Division. Division has the tools available within the the world of division to create a a well-crafted narrative. And they do a lot through storytelling within the actual environments and through the the characters and cutscenes that they already developed. I don't, I don't think it's necessary to spin it off. I think it might be interesting for these two to collaborate to reinforce the story structures within the division too, personally. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 he put more thought into it than I did. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like the division. I like how it plays, uh, but I play it by myself. Like 100%. Okay. I yeah. don't play with anybody else. Same with Destiny 2. I've been playing Destiny 2 this past week. I have not grouped up with anybody. I'm just enjoying, because I'm, I'm a few expansions behind, and I'm just enjoying the story just by myself. So you're having a good time with both of those games? Yeah, solo. just and I play Fallout 76 a lot, uh, and I play it completely by myself. Uh, Definitely not with your wife. <laughs> we we played we played a little bit uh, together, but for the most part, she's just over there building a house, and and I'm like getting strong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I love shared world shooters and stuff like that, and so I really do like the division. But this like whole idea of this like post apocalyptic Black Friday virus, and then someone is just like you know somewhere else, and they're trying to get home, and is their family alive, and and. He says Last of Us, so it's like maybe you have a companion or something like that. Like that sounds rad. I'll take it. Any thoughts, Miranda? Uh, I'd still pass on it. Still, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, this division, this universe is not really my cup of tea. Yeah. I find it super interesting when I have like other things that are similar enough, um, and I have my own share world series that I enjoy, and my own living games that I'm very immersed in. So yeah, I, I guess like, well, it is a fair thing to wonder. Like you know, would it? Could it even do it? Do a a single player narrative driven game super well when when that's not what the division's built for? It's not built to do that. I'm I mean, not saying I'm not saying it some, can't. There's a few semi compelling stories within the actual yeah. mm-hmm. storyline of the division two and the division. There's good story beats already. Um, the idea of doing a telltale style division, I'm really, I'm just not that into it. Like. I like how they deliver the narrative currently. I don't know that I would. I don't think this was. Oh, I need to throw my. I didn't take it as a telltale style. That sounds not fun. (laughs) Well, that's that's what I'm envisioning. I I took it as they want to do it as a spinoff. Well, no, they they reference the last of us, meaning, you know, I I took it as it still plays like the division, but more narrative driven than just. Yeah. And single player. More instead of just like grinding in. XP and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't like the word spinoff mm-hmm. because they have the tool set available yeah. to design this within the world of Division 2 already. Why don't they just collaborate think- and help make a better, a really, really cool like story expansion or something? Because we right. still have expansions coming for Division 2. I think potentially here the idea of having it be a spinoff was because it would be a single player story experience rather than where the division is, you know, trying to get you to play with other people. Yeah. And so because if it's more of a solo journey, then that's probably why they thought, hey, spinoff would make more sense because it doesn't make sense to just try to force that in a game where you are supposed to be collaborating with other people. They, they did that with division one though. They had modes where, you know, they were more solo experiences. So I, I think they could do it within the, the engine and such that they currently have available. It's just, it's Again, I don't like the idea of forcing a splintering of a franchise like that. And I think it, it's not necessarily, um, great all the time when that happens Mm -hmm. there have been cases where it works out but yeah yeah i know there's just a lot of people that i I was playing with somebody i was playing with uh another guy that works here he's on fire team chat brian malkowitz and someone who doesn't work here but plays with our crew a lot and he said oh yeah i I don't know anything about the story because you know i wanted to play the end game and so i just grinded with malkowitz and and we just we just got to the end game and it's like i like the idea of like you know playing games where where the goal is not to just get to the end as fast as possible without enjoying the journey and not that you mm-hmm. can't enjoy the journey but i feel like it's more enjoyable if there's a story and there's 
actual meaning behind what you're doing than just knocking off quests to get XP to get to the next quest. Yeah. Everyone plays games for different reasons. Mm-hmm. The kind of mm-hmm. games they choose are, you know, hopefully tailored to those reasons. You're cutting out Miranda. Mike's a little far away. Sorry. Uh, for me, <laughs> also, yeah. Yeah. Just, just one last yeah. point. This doesn't get rid of the Division 2. Oh, so not. that's what no, I take it as. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, if you're going to make a Division spinoff and still support Division 2, then so, we'll take it. Oh, please go ahead. Oh, no, I, we'll take it. That's, yeah, I, I think uh, the thing that I like and I'm curious about with spinoffs, not necessarily just for the Division, but generally, is that you get to see a different creator's take on that universe mm-hmm. and to kind of maybe explore something that doesn't get defined a lot. And I think that's maybe the value they see with this potentially. Yeah. Um, because it would be a different kind of story that they maybe couldn't tell the same way in the Division. What if, I get it, I get all of it, I don't <laughs> yeah. want it. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah. What uh, if Miranda so. didn't want it either? So we're yeah, good to get right. <laughs> Miranda and I are like, nah, we're good. Yeah. But, but what if it was okay? So it's a it's a single player narrative driven third person Tom Clancy game. What if the character were named Sam Fisher, and he had night vision goggles and a bunch of cool ninja tools, Damn, and it was called specific. Splinter so, Cell? So they sort of did this <laughs> with Ghost Recon, and uh, kinda I. I didn't like the implementation. I mean, they tried to like shoehorn Sam Fisher into a into the but wild it wasn't. Land you didn't play like, as him though. No, you were like his his helper. Yeah. But what if yeah. the spinoff is not shoehorning and just a <laughs> yeah. game? I, I so think, why, I think, actually, why not I think make a really good narrative driven game? That's I think that's what own. he's pitching. That's what I'm saying. Don't, yeah, yeah. Wor- don't worry <laughs> about <laughs> division. Make a new splinter exactly. cell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, let's move on from this disaster segment. Uh, An episode. <laughs> Gears of War. <laughs> Thanks. You know, th- this so this is a story with Gears 5 that kind of, I feel like, got a little out of control. Like, it's sort of a little thing, kind of a mountain out of a molehill situation. Um, there will be no depictions of smoking in Gears 5. Yes. So this is actually an interesting thing that kind of popped up recently, but I talked about this with Rod Ferguson, who's studio head of the Coalition, before this even was a story, and I yeah. think it was a story because they were partnering with a certain company, I think, or a... They had... Uh, well, the, the report came from that they had spoken to... Um, uh, who was it? The... Uh, Marlboro. The, the, no. <laughs> no, no, no. The, cigarettes. The, like, whatever the... Whatever the, crossover. The, the anti-smoking, like, coalition yeah. group mm-hmm. thing is. Yeah, they were, I remember that's, that's kind of how this came about, and I was like, okay. I mean is that really important for you guys to just hound on? Um, and so if you want to recap the story, so basically uh, Rod Ferguson has said that, you know, Gears 5 and just in Gears 4 as well, like there is no smoking because he personally does not believe in that and he has his own personal reasons for not wanting that to be perpetuated in his games um, and the studio's games. So like when we were talking at the Coalition, like he had said specifically that there was some concept art of a character um, with a cigar and he's like, you know, I don't, think that's cool and i don't think it's something we should just be marketing as like a fun thing because it's you know you know dangerous and like it is a an addictive substance and you know you have your own thoughts on it and that's totally fine but that's just like what he was saying and he doesn't want it to be in his games um and so i guess this kind of blew up into this it's not going to be in gears five and he's like it hasn't been before right yeah he said it it wasn't a little bit of a gears four before this wasn't even a thing like (laughs) go back and yeah on gears four either so did anybody ever smoke in the Gears games? I can't uh, no, remember. Yeah, there have been a couple of characters that had been pointed out at some point along the way. Smoking. Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, we have it right here from the IGN story. Uh, Michael Barrick and Alexandra Brand. So, really minor characters because I don't yeah. remember them. 
So sorry to all the smoking listeners out there, but it's really gross. It's a disgusting <laughs> habit. My dad know, smokes. Okay, you know, my, my father smokes, and I go to his house, and I literally can't stay in his house for too long because it's a smoking house. They smoke in there all the time, and uh, yeah, I don't know who out there is really fighting to get smoking and more things. You know, it's just it's it's an odd. Comp- I hate the smell of it. And like it gets in your clothes and yeah, I like I'll be around it. I obviously I spend time with my family and I just sit there and then I wash all my clothes when I go home and get that smoke smell out. But I, I really I'm not a fan of smoking. So the fact that it's not in gears, I'm just kind of like, all right, sure. I, I agree with what you put here, which is basically like this is really a bigger story than it needs to be. Uh, yeah. There's no smoking in gears five. It's fine. It's his yeah, game. I mean, the, the thing is, I know, I know sort of a devil's advocate argument would be like, well, they're fictional characters and there's comical amounts of guys chainsawing other guys in half. And it's mm. like, well, okay, you know, that's, so what's, what's, how is that any better than, than smoking? And it's, you know, I think the, the difference is like, remember, uh, I think most of us are old enough to remember, uh, if not all of us are old enough to remember when, like, remember Joe Camel? was marketed as like a it, by design to make smoking seem cool to so that young people would mm-hmm. do it and get hooked and then the government eventually stepped in and was like no this is not you can't do this this is this is unbelievable this is ridiculous and you know it's like Miranda said it's Rod has uh he's had he's he's see, he said a quote from Rod is I've seen firsthand the devastating impact of smoking it's always been important for me not to to oh, to not use smoking as a narrative device, which is why we made the conscious choice to avoid highlighting or glorifying smoking in Gears Five and throughout the Gears of War universe moving forward. There was no smoking to remove in four or five because there never was any smoking to begin with, and as long as I'm in control, there never will be. So yes, it's a comically violent game, mm-hmm. and okay, there's no. What's about it being in the video game? I don't think anybody's saying smoking's great. Everybody should smoke. Right, it's just right. a video yeah. game thing, but you know, it's it's his artistic choice, sure. and it's it. Yeah. My and my enjoyment of Gears will not be affected in either direction, mm-hmm. whether a character's smoking or not. And my enjoyment of smoking will not be affected, <laughs> whether it's in Gears or not. Yeah, uh, I actually I did smoke in high school in like my early twenties, yeah. and uh, it got to the point where I was hacking up green and black stuff every day, and I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm done. Like, I don't need this. And then I just kick the habit. How are you able to quit for anybody out there that may be struggling with I chew on straws. I don't know if you guys ever see me chewing on straws. I know that's sort of a weird thing. Some people use So it's just like like an oral fixation kind of thing to keep your your face busy instead of the cigarette? If you ever see me chewing on a straw, that's just what I did instead. Um, Well, transferring addiction. Yeah. And uh, now i got to break the straw habit. But it's a little, a little bit better for a little me. healthier. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't mean to make this a whole conversation no, about smoking, but I grew I mean, up that's around it. Literally, what it is? It's a conversation about smoking. <laughs> but but I think I'm making it more about smoking as an addiction versus smoking in a video game. And I think the reason the internet's mad or upset is because like, well, that's what those characters do, right? And you're taking that away because of a, a personal well, connection to it, but that's kind of his right as the creator. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's like, as leading yeah. the studio and like the leader of this mm-hmm. brand, like you have every right to say that. And yeah. I mean, you're allowed to say things with your art. Like that's mm-hmm. fine. And you can choose to include, because it is a fictional universe to choose to just randomly disinclude or to include yeah. things that you think is important. I mean, it's not like Marcus Phoenix 
was a four pack a day guy in, <laughs> in the in the Gears trilogy and fired a cigarette gun that shot like cigarette lethal <laughs> cigarette butts at locust no, hordes. Of course, there, nothing changes about yeah. the yeah. game at all. The, and the, now he's just <laughs> mowing people down. That zooms on him, and he's got a mouthful of straws. He's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone not smoking. I don't think it has any impact on the game at all whatsoever. It's it's weird to me that this is a thing. Yeah, but people are talking about it. So now we're talking about it. Yeah, and now we're yeah, done talking I, about it. I agree with you guys. It's, <laughs> now it's an odd thing. Yeah, uh, just. To Let's see here. One last note before we uh, start to move on towards the back end of the show. The Bard's Tale 4 is a has been a PC game. It's pretty well received. It's a it's a pretty hardcore RPG. Like it is a good 30 plus hour game. It was actually kickstarted. It's a Kickstarter success story. It was in Exile prior. This was in Exile's last game prior to the Microsoft acquisition. Uh, they're also now working on Wasteland 3. And uh, so the Bard's Tale 4 came out to pretty good reviews mm-hmm. on PC, but now there is the Bard's Tale 4 Director's Cut coming to Xbox One. It'll be out digitally at the end of August, so uh, right alongside Control. And I think I feel like there's one, other, one or two other big games at the end of August as well. And then if you want a physical copy, you just have to wait eh, about a week and a half, it looks like, September 7th. So it's got new features and content uh, this time around. They upgraded their Unreal Engine, so that they did an engine up, update to improve the game's look, feel, and sound while fixing technical issues. And uh, because Inexile is now owned by Microsoft, this is kind of the real reason I wanted to bring this up. This will this director's cut of Bard's Tale 4 will be on Game Pass for those of you that are subscribers to Game Pass on August 27th. So they're adding. Of course, full gamepad support, additional difficulty settings, rebalancing combat and encounters, more class and uh, gender character creation options. Uh, They tweak the heck out of the UI to improve that. A ton of fixes across the game, new enemies, items, and weapons, uh, and a new endgame chapter with new content. So they really kind of it's like it sounds more like a a 1.5 than or a 4.5 than a than a four. So a lot of good stuff in there and just heading free into uh, Game Pass. Yeah. If you haven't looked at Game Pass in a while, yeah, that's something I did on my break. (laughs) Woo. There's a lot of games on there. It's I had a friend texting me this morning because it's like prime deals right now. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to my friend Zach. Hi. I don't know if you watch this anyways. uh, And he texts me and he's like, hey, I'm thinking about getting the all all digital edition. It was like 200 bucks. Uh, It comes with Game Pass for like a year or something like that. He's like, should I get this? And I was like, dude. Game Pass is so good. If you don't want to buy games and you just want to live off Game Pass, you could do that for you a totally while. You totally can do that. Especially since on Xbox, like Gears 5, day one, Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that is really cool. Yeah, especially with, you know, now there are 15 first party studios. They're going to be mm-hmm. pumping their content day one yeah. <laughs> into, yeah. uh, it's into really, Game Pass. Really cool. The future is bright. Game Pass uh, is and, and the present is pretty darn nice as well mm-hmm. on, uh, on Game Pass. All right, let's uh, pause real quick and then we'll do loot box. All right. Uh, Tyler from Utah. What's happening, Tyler? Asks the following with the upcoming release of the hopefully, he says amazing, we hope it is, <laughs> amazing new Xbox Elite Controller Series 2. Only a year prior to the release of Scarlet, it makes me wonder what the next generation of controllers will look like and what features they may have. The Elite V2 visually looks about the same as the current versions, 
of the Xbox One controllers with a few added features. Of course, big ones, the internal battery. What are your thoughts? Do you think Microsoft will completely redesign the controller alongside Scarlet? Will it remain overall the same with some minor tweaks? And do you think Xbox will finally board the internal battery train uh, like PS4 and uh, Switch have done? So what do you think, guys? This, he's talking about the standard you know, included controller, yeah. not the $170 Elite Series 2. What do you think Scarlet's gamepad is going to evolve into? I think it'll be the same. I think I think so too. I don't I don't I don't know if it'll be exactly the same, but they are pushing backwards compatibility so much mm-hmm. that it wouldn't surprise me if they are like, yeah, it's the same controller because we want all of your existing controllers to work with the new console. I feel like controllers are finally hitting that cap where when you hold the Xbox One controller or PS4 controller, you're like, yeah, it's a nice controller. Yeah, I definitely stuff. don't feel that way when I hold the PS4 uh, controller. I agree, <laughs> Dual Shock. I and I, I love like it. it. <laughs> I love it. But uh, if yeah. you give me the choice, Xbox every day, all day. Yeah, yeah. ten out of ten. Yeah, the buttons are too clicky for me. But anyways, yeah. that's that's just that's just. We can talk too about that clicky. Another time. What? They're too, they're too clicky for me. The, the AB, I just got, you saw it. Yeah. I just got one of those Phantom White. I think yes. it's called the Phantom White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Pretty. What a controller. Hey, your wife's got that the, for but, you, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. For my the birthday. Xbox one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it for like four months. And those are great, right? It's it's fantastic. It feels awesome, except for the A, the the the, the face You are buttons. insane. They feel the too- The controller is perfect. They feel too clicky for me. <laughs> And I, I feel clicky. like it's it's Mark it's, Medina. I feel like I don't know. I don't like ten out of ten. IGN. <laughs> also, the the DualShock Four, the functionality of the deep, like like playing something like Destiny Two and being able to just boom and Ghost is open instead of having to find the select button like that big old touchpad. I love <laughs> the D pad is useless. I feel it like I've designed it. Not talking about the touchpad. Talking about the touchpad. Yeah, like opening, opening. I'm up. sorry, I said D-pad. I meant touchpad. No, it is, it is, it is it's, one big button that. Yeah, it's great. That's all they use it for now, and I love it. You're Assa- I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's like map, boom, this I, huge button. I can't give you this one, dude. The PlayStation <laughs> controller sucks in, compa- it does in comparison not suck. to okay. the Xbox controller. Anyways, uh, I do think internal batteries are okay from uh, now on. It's got to be. So it does have that edge? Um, well, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying. Even if the Scarlet comes with the exact same controller that'll work for, I do think uh, internal batteries will eventually. Yeah, I, that'll be a thing. I agree. I, I think we're going to see a minor evolution. I mean, really, the Xbox One controller is a pretty minor evolution over the 360 mm-hmm. gamepad. I mean, it's the build quality is much nicer. The overall uh, feel of it's nicer. But you know, I I do think the button layout will stay exactly. Mm-hmm. The same. I don't yeah. think we'll get any new buttons. I think the the one the, the location of them will stay the same. I think maybe the they might tweak the ergonomics slightly. They might tweak the material slightly. And and I agree. I think it is time that they'll they will do an internal battery on the on the standard default controller. Just as it might not be as as big of a battery. In fact, I would bet that it won't be as big of a battery as the the forty hour battery that's going into the Elite mm-hmm. Series Two. But I'll, yeah, I think I think you're right, Mark. I think it's time. I completely agree. It's pretty much everything I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, just yeah, it doesn't make sense for them to not do like some subtle tweaks and like material changes. But you know. yeah, I could see that actually. Material changes, internal just make battery. it look a little different, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like oh, this is the next controller. But, yeah. You know, it's yeah. not much different. And we don't even maybe know like a gray instead of a hard black. I was just going to say yeah. we don't even know what color they're going to go with for Scarlet. Like if they change the you know 360 started as default. Arctic white, white. Yeah, yeah, Arctic and white. 
And then uh, Xbox One took it back to black. Like, yeah, we don't know which way they'll go for Scarlet. What's weird is no matter where they go, I'm sure that controller already exists because they have their creators program. There's so many Xbox One controllers. Yeah. Like, there's so many different colors. I will say this. All the controllers you have today for your Xbox One, they're all going to work forward. For sure. Yeah, I would I bet an so. in and out lunch bet on that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the well, I mean, sense. it's just the Elite Series 2 is yeah. confirmed. That is yeah. str- absolutely that one is confirmed mm-hmm. to work. I and then I, why would your standards yeah. not? Because uh, you know? they're well, I know they were looking. It's Bluetooth, isn't there's Bluetooth in Series 2 Elite. I don't remember if the current controllers have Bluetooth. No, I think they do. I think I think they're both Bluetooth. Yeah, internet. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> and then I think Nintendo's is proprietary, but I, I could be wrong about that. I mean, they work on like every PC known to man, and yeah. like all the Xbox. Well, and then this work, wall, so, yeah. I can't remember what they the work Xbox. wirelessly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, you you need an adapter. You need the mm-hmm. dongle for your for your right, PC that. to be able to read it. But like this okay. ball, I know yeah. I know PS4, but I think Xbox as well. You're going to be able to use them with the iPhones. So right, all the controllers. Yeah, I thought I was insane. I was like, I'm pretty sure they confirmed that you can just use your Xbox controllers, and they have. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay, cool. thought so. Yeah, I was Good. like, mm-hmm. so y'all owe me in and out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't bet anybody. Nobody took the bet, Destin. <laughs> Darn it. I'll Let's go to In and Out anyway. I was okay. going to say, I'm, yeah. I'm down to just take <laughs> yeah. the bet if it means we get to go to In and Out. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want to pay for yours, but I'll drive. It's fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good question from Tyler in Utah. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, the controller is, it is an integral part of the console experience. There's, there's, I mean, the controller is a big part of what sunk the Wii U. People just mm-hmm. didn't want to go for that Wii U gamepad. Uh, and it's a big part of why, you know, the original Xbox. Uh, did well because it's you know it had a controller that felt good particularly mm-hmm. for first person shooters of which you know Halo was their their killer app so it's it's critical to have a great controller and thankfully Microsoft landed on a a great design years ago and they've just been perfecting it controllers are li- are like tires on a car no matter how good your car is if your tires aren't great that's where that's where the car meets the road wow it's true right so, so like the, so the no matter elite- how good your con- console is yeah. If you don't have it, that's, that's where the true. player meets the game. That's true. Like if if the if the PS5 had a had a, used a Wii U gamepad, yeah, it right. would tank. No one it would. would yeah. It'd be like the, it'd be or a the disaster. boomerang. <laughs> or they the brought bo- the boomerang back <laughs> from PS3 prototype. Yeah. yeah, God, yeah, that was. Yeah, that's where that's where if, you meet the, the games. So. I always say this: What if the boomerang was like the best controller we never got? <laughs> but it clearly wasn't because otherwise, if it they was, didn't like they the look, they would have proceeded with it. It, if, it was, became like a meme, so they just were like, "We need to change it." I mean, if people don't know what we're talking about, Google PlayStation Three boomerang <laughs> controller, and that there was that, and what the image result you will get is a real design that Sony mm-hmm. was going to use. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the PlayStation There's 3. marketing for this PlayStation 3 Crazy. with the boomerang. <laughs> yeah. That was, they were like, I'm no, glad we'll they just, changed They're it. like, we'll just use the PS2 controller. Yeah. The, the PS3 made many mistakes. Mm-hmm. The controller ended up not being one <laughs> yeah. of them. Uh, actually, well, you know what? Never mind. Scratch that. It did because, remember, the PS3 originally didn't have uh, rumble feedback in it. Yeah, mm. it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's when it became oh. the yeah. DualShock Three. I, everybody forget. In fact, I just forgot that until just now. Like, yeah, the, mm. the early, the original PS3, because they had the, they didn't want to pay the, um, I think it was Nat, Natural Motion, whoever, yeah. the, whatever the name of the company that owned the patent, mm-hmm. they didn't mm-hmm. want to pay, and so, yeah, there was no. They had the six axis, but no Rumble feedback. Yeah, I'll give you this, Mark. The the DualShock Three versus the PS4. 
night and day, the well, yeah. PS3 controller. Oof. The old DualShock 3, they had the yeah. rounded sticks instead of the indented ones. Yeah. And then the triggers. Convex are, versus concave. Yeah. yeah. And then the triggers are awful. If you remember, uh, they were just like those sloped. So every first yeah. person shooter on PS3, like you used L and L, yeah. L1 and R1. Yeah. And those were your grenades. Welcome to PlayStation Beyond. <laughs> um, we did mean, it, guys. We could do an hour on. Controllers? controllers? Oh sure. my god! I, that controls. would be amazing. There's the Dreamcast. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, I had that an, started the design principles. I had an Atari Jaguar, which had an actual like, yeah, the phone keypad, like yeah, wow. the, the, oh. keypad the little of disc, it. and you would and you would put the overlays on That's the right. keypad, and that Mark would tell you up. what the button. Mark knows what's ridiculous. What yeah, Dreamcast controller cord came out of the bottom, and you would and, loop and you could it attach it to the top, and there was like a little screen. VMU. No, yeah, it, it came out of the top, and there was an indent in the bottom <laughs> that you have to loop it onto, right? <laughs> no, it's off the bottom. bottom. Anyway, right. hey, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. so Scarlet controller yeah. is going to be great. Um, I will. I will own my Scarlet controller before I own my Scarlet because I'm totally going to get a Elite Series. Two. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm so that excited. That is going to be yeah. the way to go. Can't wait to get it. All right, let's uh, let's see. I would, Unlock, but if Amanda block. sees me not using that Phantom Wagon, <laughs> you see, you trade them out every now and then. Don't kill me. <laughs> All right, Unlock block trivia. Let's do it. All right. Luis from Sunnyvale, California, just down Highway 101 or 280, depending which way you go, uh, asks the following. Which of these original Xbox racing games did actor and musician and noted gamer Jack Black, he was just at E3 this year with Tim Schafer and uh, the Psychonauts crew, saw a video of him. Anyway, which one of these original Xbox racing games did Jack Black beat on the hardest difficulty? So completing the... All the campaign challenges. You might as well ask me what he had for lunch. Like, okay. why would I have any well, clue what <laughs> racing game so he played? He, there, uh, Louis sent along screenshot proof of a yeah. of a of a gaming magazine of Jack the, Black of, eating of, wow. lunch, of him <laughs> standing in front of the TV, like making a f- silly face, mm-hmm. like proving that he had completed the challenge. If, for all I know, it might have been OXM. <laughs> I might have been our magazine. Louis, I'm going to fail this question. Uh, so, you got me. Destin, you are in the lead right now yeah, yeah. Uh, with six points, which, by the way, the fact that it's mid-July and the leader has six points, I'm, embarrassing. I'm disappointed it's in embarrassing. all of you. So one, a month, one a month, that's all I need. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Miranda's at four points, and uh, Brandon, who was not able to make the show today, has three. Mark, you're on the board with one point. Yeah. Well, with six, I still have a chance. You do. That's the thing. It is anybody's game right now. And so... Uh, that original Xbox racing game that Jack Black proudly beat on the hardest difficulty, was it Street Racing Syndicate, which I remember, uh, Rally Sport Challenge, which was made by DICE. Yeah, and they didn't just wow. make Battlefield. They made a racing game. Burnout 3 or Project Gotham Racing 2. So we all remember those last two games. So... I'll go first. Okay, Miranda. I've decided I am. Um, I love Project Gotham Racing too. I used to play with my mom a lot, so that's what I'm going to go with. Going to go with that. Okay. Uh, so we know Destin's clueless. Mark, do you have any idea on this one? No. I think All right. Well, then I'll let Mark go ahead. Okay. Take a uh, shot here. Let's say. Also, shout out to Jablinski. That's that's an awesome channel. If you haven't watched it, that's Jack Black's <laughs> gaming channel. It's so funny. Uh, a. Why Going not? with Street Racing Syndicate. All right, sure. Destin, what do you say? I'll say B, Rally Sport. Let's cover right. the board as much as possible. 
So somebody's hopefully going to be right now. I think yeah. we did this a, a week or two ago, and, and, and nobody got <laughs> oh, it. No, yeah. but uh, we do have a winner this okay. time, and it's Miranda. Uh, yeah, it was PGR two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PGR two had some notorious challenges in huh. it, uh, and that was boy, that what a great, what a great, hey. great game that was. I was hoping it was that one. I was like, I remember that one being. Miranda catching up. Popular. Five points for Miranda, six for Destin. So it is going down, Legary. Uh, if any of you listeners out there want to either send in a loot box question for the panel and or a trivia question, I invite and encourage you to do so. Send that to unlocked at IGN.com. If you're sending a trivia question, please include four multiple choice answers and do note the correct one in your email. And with that, we're about done. Uh, Mark, yeah, welcome back. Where can we uh, follow you on Twitter? Or, or is there anything on IGN that you're doing that we should be seeing? What's the floor is yours here for a moment. Uh, at Mark underscore Medina on Twitter. Uh, I put up a video that's like, um, oh, there it is. It's it's right here. <laughs> if you're watching. Yeah. If you can, yeah. Uh, I put up a video about a game I have been addicted to called League of Legends Teamfight Tactics. Uh, it's on YouTube and IGN.com. Uh, just kind of explaining what the game is. I got a cool win. Uh, that game is fun. Uh, yeah, we're working on stuff that like, I don't know. I don't think we're allowed to talk about it yet. So, Gears. Gears tomorrow. Oh, yeah. come on. Gears tomorrow. <laughs> That's from the Gears game. <laughs> Did it again. <laughs> Destin. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything announced. I've been doing a lot of like tech stuff. I'm the producer on site this week, so I'll be running around a lot. And uh, yeah. Hey. Tell me about the. So you got me all nostalgic for Mass Effect this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, on my YouTube channel, I yeah. finally finished TDC. My, the Destin channel. Yeah, I finally did the third video of all the shocking Renegade moments from Mass Effect 3, including some really, really messed up some ones. dark are, stuff in there. That are hard to get. Multiple suicides and, like, terrible things can happen, basically. How you? Well, you have, I had to manipulate the saves on PC to get some of them mm-hmm. because you had to do stuff in two mm-hmm. in order to be able to do the terrible things in three. So check that out if you get a chance. I was so, so renegade. I was all the way <laughs> renegade the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I have no regrets about that. I loved, <laughs> I had such a good time. Mm-hmm. And it, just watching your video made me, it just made me like, it made me miss Mass Effect. So yeah. Like, it, it really was, it was originally billed as a space opera. If you remember, if you're old enough to remember, before Mass Effect 1 came out, it was like, we're doing a space opera. You know, of course, it had the, like, cool, like, 70s kind of sound and look to yeah. it. Seven and, and they actually, they did it. Like, I know, yes, a lot of people are upset about the ending of Mass Effect 3, but that trilogy... God, it was so. There's, there's been nothing like that series mm-hmm. since it came out. Yeah, uh, I know Miranda. I know you liked Andromeda, but playing three and then looking at footage of Andromeda, the 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 engine just doesn't do the Mass Effect series justice. I really wish they would work in Unreal and give yeah. us give us that's like, what the e- first three were in. Yeah, at least a, a remaster or recreation of oh, one, yeah. two, and three. And like I think Unreal that's what Engine everybody four, has wanted yeah. do it so in UE four, and yeah, and maybe like you know, tweak some of the issues that like, give us a new ending, like mass effect three with a new ending in the trilogy. Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot still there and it's just unfortunate that, uh, they're just leaving it. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of improvements they can make with uh, Mass Effect 1 specifically. Like, it is mm -hmm. kind of hard to go back to and replay yeah. it. Like the uh, Mako stuff. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of stuff they could just, like, kind of bolster mm -hmm. and make it. But the story is there. Yeah, the, the story is phenomenal. So good. Incredible. One of my yeah. favorites of all time. The, the, yeah. the, the twist, like, that's, you know... I want, you know, it's forget it. Statute of limitations is up. When that when that twist happens, like two thirds of the way through, it was just so good, mm -hmm. so good. Yep. And the 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 Citadel is one of the most fully realized spaces spaces I've ever been in in a video game. Like yeah. it just feels like this giant intergalactic hub. God, it was so just, good. Just watching the behind the scenes and reading the art books about early concepts that Casey was working with the team on and how Casey actually was the one that drew on yeah, a napkin the, the geth and like oh, what really? what they ended up being you know implemented as in the game it's just it's just so incredible incredible to see the amount of collaboration that Bioware had as a team to unify and create this fully realized space opera as you put it Ryan it's yeah. it's really inspiring and it's it's why I, I it's a one of the main reasons I still love games today because we can get those experiences. And yeah, Drew Carpishan's story, yeah, so good. Yeah, oh, and I, I look on the board behind us. We got Garrus up there. We have we Fallout. Do. We have Witcher. You know, and just a lot of RPGs back here. Yeah, just games that have done phenomenal storytelling. Uh, Skyrim. We got a Master Chief and, back here. Uh, I'm sure there's Master Chief somewhere. You better be. There's. I, I see Kratos. Around. Who's that? I think that's someone's Cortana. from StarCraft. I don't know. I don't think they're on frame, though. Anyway, we need yeah. a master chief. <laughs> he might be behind the TV. <laughs> Maybe. I had some requests, too. I was like, yeah. we should. Yeah. Um, but anyway. anyway, yeah, just um, every once in a while, man, something truly incredible comes along, and and yeah, Mass Effect was one of them. It was. Uh, and Co KOTOR and Mass Effect 1, back-to-back mm. -back for that Casey Hudson oh, team. Yeah. That might be two of the greatest unrelated back-to-back -back games in other words not a sequel mm -hmm. two it might be two of the best back-to-back -back games any team has ever made yeah so good all right miranda take us home we're we're turning into a mass effect show here i mean i'm all here i'm here <laughs> me too maybe we'll do this Love next it. week um i'm working on a lot of stuff that's just management and like behind the scenes things so i'm just like making sure things happen um so i don't have a lot to promote i do have some anime stuff coming out from anime expo because i'm still working on that because <laughs> you know once you get back you're still just busy so um, I'll have some stuff, and I'll tweet it out if you guys are interested. I'll have it on my Twitter, just Havoc Gross, and that's Havoc with a K, and I'll also probably post stuff on my Instagram. But I'm mostly just looking forward to taking a break and playing some video games. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm ready for it. Just, it's been a long few months. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, and on that note, I will actually not be here next week. I will be on a, a little vacation myself. Nice, so right. That time uh, of year. It is you that time it. of year. I've got uh, yeah, a couple coming up just in the next little bit here. because it's So I'm hosting... Yeah. Coffee part two. You guys, Let's do yeah, it. You guys can do whatever you want as long as you don't get the show canceled <laughs> while I'm gone. That's my only criteria. After that one time I hosted, it didn't get canceled. So I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, I'm uh, sort of just 10,000 foot view assisting our UK team. They're doing the real work on the control IGN first. Um, what else? You know what? There, real quick, I'll just mention, I didn't make this, like a, but we got an exclusive video. Um, that Ryan this, made. I, I wish I made it. No, this game called Black Sad. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. not familiar with this. I learned it. So, like, you know, I get, I get this pitch, and I was like, oh, okay, well, what's this? There is, it, it totally reminds me of The Wolf Among Us mm -hmm. in, in all the best of ways, because it's anthropomorphic animals in, like, a film noir 
and it's a com it's it's based on a comic book just like fables was the inspiration so it's uh there's this yeah there's a game being made of black sad now Mm -hmm. and we have this cool like kind of behind the scenes making of documentary thing uh, that's on ign with it there's a ton of gameplay footage Mm -hmm. in it it's like i don't know if the game's gonna be any good or not but it the visual style is awesome and it's like if it's anything like the wolf among us it's gonna be good so yeah there's also a it's based on a comic book series and uh the comic book series uses characters that are uh uh, displayed as animals so like the lead detective is a cat yeah and like he'll interview like a boxer who's like a, a dog and like uh that's right there's lizards and all sorts of different animals to represent uh other characters in the in the comic and it's really cool yeah it seems cool so if that seems interesting just go to our youtube page and type and you know search black sad on our channel and if you learned anything from today's show it's that boxers are dogs what I don't know. The way Dustin said that, it made me laugh. <laughs> Ignore me. Anyway. Shout, out to, shout out to Daisy the Boxer Puppy. Yeah. Bo- the, the dog is a boxer. Like the dog to represent the boxer is a boxer. And that's not the only reason that I'm interested in the game. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear. <laughs> but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody. And we'll see you all back here. Well, you'll see these guys next week. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.